Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To off limits, liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Brain Purge. Thanks for joining me today on, or tonight, or early this morning on Brain Purge as I talk about whatever is on my mind, as always. So thanks for listening to the show. It's uh, been about a week since I've done the Brain Purge, maybe two. It's been a while. I've been doing more gay masses lately, gay mass shows, shows. But this is Brain Purge where I just talk about whatever's on my mind and um, just kind of let it all hang out, so to speak, <laughs> verbally. Verbal diarrhea, basically, is a good way to describe it. Excuse me, getting a drink. So anyway, um, thanks for listening to the show tonight. I'm talking <clears throat> tonight. I'm talking about several things and on my mind. Um, one of the things is uh, I want to remind you, by the way, before I start talking, is um, you can always find out more about me at offlimitsshow.com. That's off o f f l i m i i t s dot com show dot com. And also, of course, on Twitter and Facebook and uh, iHeartRadio and on Spreaker.com, wherever you're listening from, I appreciate it. And of course, the website, you can listen to all the shows, the most recent shows from this year there as well. I'm eventually going to put all the shows on there. If you want to hear all of my shows, all 300 plus shows, you can go to Spreaker and listen to all of them from the archives. Um, otherwise, if you go to the website, offlimitsshow.com, you'll just hear the ones from this year because that's the only ones I've uploaded because it's a long process. <laughs> so, because I recently up- updated my site. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I also want to remind you that um, coming in the fall, I'm going to be having, or at the end of the summer maybe, I'm going to be having a live event for Off Limits Show listeners in the Dallas area. So if you're in the Dallas area or Texas or you want to drive to Dallas, 
<clears throat> you can come and see me in person live at the first Off Limits show, um, live broadcast, in-person podcast and party. It's going to be fun. So um, there'll be dancing and music and drinks and I'll be DJing, <laughs> which I've never done before in my life. But essentially I do it on my show all the time. You know, I do the Acoustic Mass show where I do just music Um and people seem to like my music, so I'll be doing that from there as well. But also drinks and uh, just a party, basically, for listeners of the show and to promote the show a little bit. And so if you're interested, be sure you, you keep listening. <clears throat> i have more details as the summer moves on. I have to find a venue and uh, so on. But it'll be fun. I love to give parties, so it'll be fun to have uh, my listeners there. So if you want to meet me in person, you can meet me at uh, this upcoming event. I'm thinking... I mean, I have several places in mind that I'm thinking of having it um, that, you know, would be good venues. <clears throat> several of them are places where when I was getting married, we were looking at places in Dallas, you know, for our reception. Uh, for our reception, we actually had a reception at Wolfgang Puck's uh, um, restaurant in the um, in the um, Reunion Tower <clears throat> is where we had our reception. Um but I don't have it there. I don't We may have it there. We, I don't know. But anyway, I have to find a DJ again as well. Because the DJ we had at our wedding was horrible. Um, he didn't play. He didn't, several songs we asked for for him to have specifically because a couple of them were like specific, you know, songs to our, um, like, you know, my song to my husband, his song to me. <clears throat> he didn't have them. And so it was really just a poorly run um, DJ uh, situation. But um uh, I guess I won't really need a DJ if I'm going to be doing the DJ. But anyway, I'm going to do a show live from there on the air uh, as long as the you know party goes on a few hours or whatever. And then I'm um, going to actually have some guests to discuss, talk about things in person as well before we start dancing and stuff like that, the fun stuff. And um, also uh, and do DJ stuff there as well and, and play music for people to dance to and have fun too. So it'll be fun. So be sure and uh, keep listening. And also if you are an off-limits show listener and you want to attend this and you don't live in the Dallas area, but you want to attend, I'm going to buy a winner. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to raffle it off a ticket to Dallas to attend if you're interested. So um, be sure and listen uh, as the summer goes on about more about that. <clears throat> anyway, so um, brain purge. So tonight I'm just talking about things I've been thinking about lately in my mind. Um, one of the things was I saw on um, on The View, I think it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, there is this guy who is English or something. I think he was English. No, he's American. I don't remember. But anyway, he is like a sperm donor. But he is um, – he had donated sperm to the sperm banks, and there's like a limit on how many times you can donate sperm because they don't want the entire population to be your children or whatever. <laughs> and so um, he actually started doing it on his own. And uh, giving his sperm to families and couples and women who wanted kids um, without going through the sperm bank process or because they couldn't afford it or whatever. So he does it for free for no other reason but because of the kindness of his heart, he says. But the interesting thing about this is, is that he doesn't like, you know, come <laughs> in a, a cup and then they turkey based it. No, no, no. He actually has sex with the women. <laughs> he has sex with them. He has sex with these women and decides that they decided that this is the best way for them to get pregnant because they've tried other methods and they haven't worked so well. And so they do it this way. 
So in, it is true that the easiest way to get pregnant for women is to actually have actual intercourse and not through in vitro fertilization or other methods. It's not as easy. Um, so it makes sense, you know, technically, but it's weird. And so this guy has had sex with over a hundred women and he has like over, I think he said 50, no, a hundred, his hundred, no, he's had sex with over a hundred women. He's had a hundred, his hundred plus kids that are, you know, his biological offspring and he has a relationship with more than 50 of them. So it's weird. And so the thing is, is if he goes around and keeps multiplying, multiplying, it's like the whole place he lives in. Oh, he lives in, uh, I remember where he's from. He's from um, like Sweden or, or Amsterdam or, you know, the Netherlands or something. He's from there somewhere. <clears throat> anyway, so he does this and for free or whatever. And sometimes the husband watch and it's just weird. I thought, I thought it was really odd and awkward, but you know, I guess to each his own, but you know, apparently these women are really happy because they have kids now and, um, some of them want to have a relationship with them and some of them don't, but whatever the case, I just think it's a little, little strange, but who knows? <clears throat> anyway, that's that. Um, I've, as I've told you before on the show recently, I've been, you know, I used to do P90X a couple years ago and I did it, you know, religiously or whatever. And, and it really works. And then I started doing it again this year, um, about a month ago. And, um, I've been doing it religiously and back into the swing of things. And I missed it because I really feel so much better when I work out and look better and you know everything. <clears throat> so I have more energy and I just, it's just a great thing. And so I've been doing that and P90X3 is, you know, only 30 minutes long as opposed to the other one, which is an hour to an hour and a half long. And so, um, it's much easier to stick to for people who have a problem working out. I don't like to work out, but today I did yoga and they have yoga and they have like aerobics ones and they have like, um, really intense workouts. I mean, it just depends on the day, but there, there it's a variety and it's always switching up and changing. So it keeps your body like completely, um, like in confusion. I mean, that's how you gain muscle and how you lose fat and everything else. So it works really well. So I just want to tell you, I'm still doing that. Um, <clears throat> I told you about the live show, the Harvey milk stamp came out today. I think it was today or yesterday. Hey, John, how are you? Let me say, hey, John's listening. How are you doing? I hope you're doing okay. Um, I saw your your message that you were working all day or something, you know, um, 16 hours straight or something. That's horrible. Um, welcome to the show. Um, how are you and your boyfriend doing? I saw your picture of your boyfriend and you. That's That was so cute. I hope you're doing okay. And I look, you look happy and you sound happy and that's good. I always like to hear people happy. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the Harvey Milk Stamp came out today, and it's really cool. And it's amazing, an amazing milestone because, you know, um, for the longest time, gay rights in America were non-existent. And, you know, Harvey Milk was instrumental in helping to achieve those rights throughout the um, – throughout the, uh, the United States and, and, and the country, you know, and it's amazing that he actually, uh, you know, he was, he was murdered. Of course, you probably all know the story. And, you know, if you have, if you don't know the story, just rent, rent the movie milk with Sean Penn and you can end with uh, James Franco and you'll see the whole story. But anyway, it's, um, it's great. He finally has a stamp and his, his recognition by the federal government because it's on a federal, um, stamp as a civil rights activist, just like Martin Luther King Jr., and others that have come before him. And so I think it's an amazing thing. Um, oh, John says his boyfriend's on his way. Well, good. <laughs> I hope you have fun tonight. <laughs> um, anyway, 
So it's great that he has actually been um, honored by a stamp and actually has been recognized for his contribution to the gay rights movement and is, you know, now in the annals of history uh, for American civil rights leaders. And I think he absolutely, I don't think he absolutely deserves that right and that honor. So I'm very happy to have heard that that happened because he certainly needed it. And, um, you know, I read, I read the book about, about Harvey Milk when I was in my teens, I was like 19 years old when I read the book about him, the life and times of Harvey Milk. There wasn't a documentary at the time. Well, there was a documentary, but it was like, you know, in those days you had to get videotapes and stuff. <laughs> so that's how old I am. Um, so in DVDs, of course. Uh, so it wasn't like it was available like it is today on Netflix or something. <clears throat> so, um, but I, I read it and it was just fascinated by his life and about his contribution. And it really sort of made me, um, you know, as I, as I aged in, in my teen years, my early teens and stuff, I really, I was, I became even more of an activist for gay rights and other, other people's rights as well. Uh, as a result of having read his book and his life and the impact that he had on society, even though he was just this guy, um, you know, um, who ultimately he was trying to make a change in his, his community. He, he ended up being, you know, somebody in the empowered to some degree in uh, San Francisco and, um, really making a mark obviously. And unfortunately he had to die for it. And hopefully not everybody who tries to make a mark does. That reminds me, I saw an, a, a, a comic today, which really hit home for me and has always been something I've, I've always said it was a comic strip and it had, um, pictures, uh, or drawings or portraits or whatever of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Gandhi, um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, and someone else. I can't remember what the other one was. And it's what did all these people have in common? And basically all of these people were people who preached and, and or um, um, stated that everyone should have equality and be treated equally and treat each other kindly and well, essentially was their messages and have, you know, the civil rights and equal rights, whatever, all these people preach these things or, or mentioned or said these things in there. It was the basic tenet of what they were saying. And all of them were assassinated. All of them were assassinated. Oh, Harvey Milk was the other one, of course. And so all of them were assassinated. And um, it's, it's horrible that, you know, you can actually go through, life trying to make a difference and people want to murder you for having a message that that promotes harmony and togetherness and love and actual you know an actual sense of community an actual sense of wanting to make a difference in the world all of these people were actually murdered it's a horrible thing um john says he will have to wait i'm too exhausted maybe tomorrow <laughs> okay John says, I still need to watch Milk. It's on my movie list for this weekend. Oh, my God, John, you should be ashamed of yourself. You have got to watch and rent Milk. Okay. He says it's on his movie list for the weekend. Well, you definitely need to watch it. It's it's an inspiring story, and it's just, you know, you'll understand when you, you see it why he is being honored uh, as a civil rights hero, because he certainly was and is. Anyway, so uh, that's that. Uh, but yeah, most people actually are who try to do good in this world um, and have a message that's really, um, you know, revolutionary. And it should be so revolutionary for your message to be about peace <laughs> and harmony and treating one another 
the same. Honestly, it should not be revolutionary. Unfortunately, it is. And it almost always, oh, Jesus was the other person on the thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it almost always ends up with a person being killed um, because people are so stupid. And I also read another article today, and this is not something I had to read to know, but that there's actual um, proof from several studies now that people who are really bigoted, racist, homophobic, or misogynistic or whatever, or anti-Semitic, whatever, are typically very, have, have lower IQs, uh, considerably lower IQs than the rest of society. <laughs> so basically they're stupid. And so, I mean, I've been saying that for the longest time. And so it, this just proves it to be true. Um, and these studies were done by various universities or whatever. So, you know, basically it's saying that if you're a bigot or a racist or homophobe or whatever, that you're an idiot. And literally, you're an idiot. You're stupid. And it's it's very true. So I don't think that it's much of a surprise. I mean, if you, if you most of the people who actually are like that are, um, you know, typically you can't string a sentence together <laughs> and they have no, like, you know, they have no, no life and they're just losers or, or whatever. And that brings me to something else. Um, so I was thinking about, I was reading an article today about, um, a very old topic about civil rights and about uh, specifically to the black community. And that topic was about reparations. If you don't know what reparations are, reparations was what, um, what the freed slaves were promised to get uh, when they were freed. Reparations um, stated that they were to get 40 acres, each black person, uh, each former slave, and a mule so that they could have their own land, their own house they could build on, and they could ha they could reap their own, um, you know, acreage so they'd have uh, an income, you know, and be, and be farmers on their own and own their, their profits. Unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen because, you know, specifically in the South, because that was how, uh, well, it didn't happen mostly at all, but it did happen in some instances. There were instances where it did happen. There were, you know, several, but um, the majority of, of blacks who were free did not get any kind of reparations at all for over 250 years of slavery. And um, because the reason is, if you think about it, the reason that and I agree, I agree that black people deserve reparations. And the reason I think this is because of this. 250 years of slavery from the time this country was founded until the time they were freed means that during 250 years, the people who came, let's say that the black people came over here on their own, okay? Let's say that that happened instead of them being drugged over here uh, against their will. And black people came over here on their own um, and were starting on the same foot that the 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 white people were starting on, meaning that they came here with the same amount of money and the same same amount of of opportunity, then they would have ended up being at the same place that the white people had been in. Meaning they would have ended up being in in, in positions of power in government, but probably president, probably vice president. I mean, you know what I mean. They would have been in those types of positions. They would have been able to own land. They would have been able to actually have money and get an education. They would have been able to do all of these things that they were not able to do as a result of um, slavery. Because of slavery, they were 
held back from progressing at the same rate that Caucasians were progressing. So while the black people were out and were out and they were slaves and they were out in the fields or whatever they were being forced to do by their slave owners, the Caucasians were building wealth. They were building wealth with buying property and obtaining property. They were, they were um, furthering their education, which made them um, more bankable as well, obviously. They were able to inherit. They were able to inherit land, inherit money. So all that wealth began to pass down generation to generation to generation. And by the time you know slavery rolled around, I mean ended, um, there was a ton of wealth in America, and it was all in the hands of the Caucasian, the, the white race. And so that's because the blacks didn't have a chance, and no one else did either, so especially the Indians either. So um, it was um, unfair. And so I am someone who definitely believes that black people should have reparations for what um, – what ancestors of blacks had to go through. And it's very, it's very sad. But anyway, there's an article on in the Atlantic. If anybody reads the Atlantic, if anybody's that political or that intellectual, <laughs> I don't think anybody listens to my show probably is, but uh, I don't mean that as an insult. I just mean, most people don't really listen to my show for that kind of stuff. But if you're interested in it, you can go to the Atlantic.com and there's an amazing, amazing article, very, very long article but it's it it basically outlines the entire history of reparations and the entire history of what blacks have gone through in this country and what they have had to endure and still are still enduring and the um the headline for it says the case for reparations 250 years of slavery 90 years of jim crow 60 years of separate but equal 35 years of racist housing policy until we reckon with our compounding moral debts america will never be whole and it's an amazingly astute, intelligent, profound, great article. So definitely read it if you're someone who's interested in something that serious, which I am. Okay, so um, next thing I'll talk about quickly was, oh, you know, I like ice cream a lot, but ice cream's fattening. You know, I love, specifically, I love gelato. Like, I love, love gelato. There's an actual brand of gelato I, I love called, uh, well, prosciutto, of course, is delicious. You know, prosciuttos are all over the country. Um, and that's, of course, amazingly good. But there's a brand of gelato uh, called um, Talenti, which I've talked about on my show before because I love it so much. Um, but it's made with full cream and, you know, and, and sugar and, and everything. It's all natural, which is good. No corn syrup or anything. But... It is amazing, but it's not something you can eat like every day or eat every time you have a sweet tooth, you know? And so I've been trying to think of something I could do so I could have something sweet without having all the fat and all the sugar and all the horrible things for you. And so I found this recipe for almond milk ice cream. Now I have an ice cream maker and a lot of people don't have an ice cream maker, but um, if you don't, you can get one. They're not that expensive. And, um, oh, John says, I read smart things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good, John. I'm glad. <laughs> you will definitely read that, John, because it's really, it's really a really good good article. Your your boyfriend may be interested in it as well because it's a really good article. Um, anyway, th- this is this recipe for almond milk ice cream, and instead of using whole milk, it uses almond milk, and instead of sugar, you can use like stevia or something else. And stevia, for those of you who don't know, is a natural sweetener, has no fat or no sugar in it. It's a natural sweetener, and it's not going to kill you. 
like saccharin or like aspartame or like uh, sucralose or like equal or like all of those other ones that are bad for you. And so I stopped drinking and eating all that stuff. You know, I used, I'd done it several times in my life, but I, I used to drink um, crystal light by the gallon like five years ago. And I stopped five years ago and um, um, because it has, has aspartame in it. But recently I've stopped even drinking anything with even sucralose in it, um, which is like Splenda. Uh, and anything with, um, like even gum, I love to chew gum, but I don't chew that anymore because almost every gum has is sugar-free and it has sucralose or aspartame in it. So it's really bad for you. I've talked about it on a previous show. You can go back and listen to my shows, but it's, um, evil. It's actually, it will kill you and you can get cancer. It's proven. It's not a question and the FDA still allows it, but that's just me thinking that's a really bad thing to do. Um, Facebook. Facebook has banned several times Del Shores. Del Shores is the writer of, um, well, he was a one of the writers on Queer as Folk, the show, the TV show, and he was also uh, a writer, the writer of the Sorted Live series and and play. And anyway, he posted something about how he was happy for a friend of his for being getting married or, or something, something completely innocuous on his webs on his Facebook page yesterday and Facebook banned it, banned him for 30 days for posting quote unquote inappropriate posts. And this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened several times to several people on, um, on Facebook. And I think it's really, really, uh, horrible that they're doing this and they say it's automated, meaning that the system, as a computer or whatever, it automatically picks something for, you know, like, um, for, um, for deletion based on the content or whatever, or if someone else flags it, then they remove it. And so someone probably flagged it because they didn't like him because he was gay. Cause he said he got several, uh, several horrible comments about it from people. And so, um, it's really stupid. You can just go on there and flag somebody's comment and they remove it. I mean, so I don't know. Facebook annoys me. I, I like Facebook. It's, it keeps me in touch with people. It's good for my businesses. It's good for the show. It's good for several things I do, but I just, you know, I've several times I've just literally wanted to just fucking delete my, my personal Facebook page and wanted to delete my off limits show page for several reasons but specifically my personal one, because I just get sick of it. I just get tired and bored with it. And it consumes so much of my time. And I go on there, I'm like, oh, you know, but um, I get sucked into it because I start reading stuff other people posted or whatever, but whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's that. But this is the rambling show, so I'm rambling. Um, Memorial Day is, sun is Monday. Memorial Day is a day where we were supposed to actually... Um, show like gratitude to our, our former service people, you know, or people who are serving the military now or before. And I have the most gratitude for people who have served in the military, because I think it's something I, I something it's not, th I don't think it's something I could never do. I could never be in the military for the first, first of all, in the military, you have to take orders every fucking day. And I don't do well with that. <laughs> so I've never, I've never liked authority. I don't deal with people telling me what to do in any fashion or any capacity. So it would be really bad for me. I would never have been in the military for that reason. And, um, but I do, I do have the utmost respect for people who do serve in the military. 
um, with something that's definitely necessary and needed uh, for protection of our um, of our society, of America, of our freedom, etc. And I want to say thank you to all of those out there who are serving in whatever way you're serving. Thank you for your service in the past, if you've served in the past. And um, it's for people like it's people like you that I have freedom today, and I, I thank you for that. Now, having said all that, um, <laughs> I do think that um, there are that doesn't mean I always agree with with what the military does. I mean, there's a ton of things the military does that I completely disagree with. For one, um, the drones. You know, I don't agree with drones. I think it's completely. <sighs> I mean, that's more of an Obama thing, I think, but just drones are, are evil and horrible. Um, and, you know, certain wars we fought, Afghanistan, which had never been there. Um, Iraq, Iran, should never been another one of those either. Uh, any of those places. And so, you know, Vietnam should never have been there either. Korea should never have been there. <laughs> and so my problem with the military is it's not so much the military, the people, it's it's the government that directs them to do certain things. And um, I don't agree most of the time with most wars. Now, you know, the wars like World War One and World War Two here on earth, obviously, they had definitive evil people that we were fighting against a real evil. Um, we had a real enemy that we could see and touch and understand and who they were, what they stood for and what we, they were against, et cetera. It wasn't like we just decided to go take over somebody's land for their oil or because we wanted to, you know, be imperialistic and take over somebody's country. It was, um, for a real cause for a real reason. So, um, something happened and shifted between world war two when America was young and naive and innocent still for the most part when it started and after world war two, and then, you know, we get into Korea and, uh, Vietnam and all that stuff where we got into, I guess, I guess the reason that what happened is, is before world war one, especially we were isolationists and America just stayed out of everything. And we didn't, we didn't really get involved in other people's wars unless we absolutely had had to or something. And that's what happened in world war one, of course. And then, um, world war two, um, you know, we were forced into it because of Pearl Harbor as well. So um, we didn't fight unless we were forced to fight. But now it's like we pick fights. We just want to fight anywhere we can get a fucking fight. We pick a fucking fight. I don't like that. Um, and I just don't think it's necessary. I think war should always, always be the last resort, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, you know, a world war or a small battle somewhere or a skirmish or whatever. It should be the last resort. You should always exhaust diplomacy. You should exhaust every other option before that. And I certainly don't think America has been doing that. And so we have a bad reputation throughout the, the world now for being warmongering in a lot of ways. And a lot of countries see us that way. And I can understand why. I, I feel like we are warmongers, um, at least under under Bush, both Bushes, Bush 1 and Bush 2. Um, I don't know, Clinton... Clinton did a few things. I can't remember what he fought, but it was no like major war. Um, was there? <laughs> I don't think there was. And then we had, of course, uh, Desert Storm and under the first guy, first Bush, and, and then we had the other ones under uh, dumbass Bush too, um, and Reagan, and you know whatever. So it seems like the Republicans are just warmongers generally, and the Democrats generally try to stay out of it. Now, it doesn't mean the Democrats have never had a war, been involved in one, but a lot of times they've inherited them, and a lot of times they. Uh, most of the time they've done it 
um, apprehensively, not just, okay, let's go have a war so we can make some money, you know? So anyway, that's what I think about that. Um, I think I'm done rambling for tonight. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Um, no, that's it. So <laughs> this was brain purge tonight. Sorry for the, the rambling show, but that's what the show's about. So I'll be back with a real show, um, next week, probably Sunday with, with gay mass and acoustic mass possibly tomorrow night. So be sure to listen into those. And once again, if you want to know more about me, you can go to offlimitshow.com and be sure and stay in touch. And by the way, if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe to my newsletter, which is actually different uh, on the offlimitshow.com webpage. Um, and you get special behind the scenes information there. And you can actually get um, newsletter a newsletter each month every time I uh, upload a new show or whatever. And be sure and follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for listening and thanks, John. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.